Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 31st, 2022. Wow, the first month of the year is already gone. <laughs> We've gone through it. What we do is we get into the word of God on a daily basis, and I'm honored that it's a privilege. It's an honor for me to be able to bring you the word of God, to be a conduit through which God provides you his truth through my personality. So as we get into the word for this morning, I want you to open up your heart to receive. I believe God has great things for us today. Listen, this is going to be the word of God, specifically tailor-made design just for you. Get ready to receive. All right. I hope that you're ready for the word. I know that I am. Oh, hold on. This is the wrong camera. One second. There we go. I hope that you're ready for the word. I know that I am. And so as we get into this word, I definitely want you to open up your heart to receive. So I've been teaching a series entitled Intentional Progress, that this is a year of intentional progress. While we believe that God has already set up some things for 2022, we want to be intentional. We want to be deliberate about the progress that God has ordained for us to have. And so we've been studying life lessons from the life of Jesus. This is part 16 of the series. If you've missed any of the messages, you can go back. Uh, it's on a podcast. It's also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, and it's on todaysword.org. So all of this stuff we put out there for free, we want you to receive it. We want you to become who it is that God has called you to be. We've been learning these life lessons from the life of Jesus. And one of the things that we're noticing, you know, is that Jesus never stressed out. He was always at peace. He only did those things he he saw the Father do. He only said those things he heard the Father say. And so he was in sync with the Father. He took on no pressure to perform. And that's how we're supposed to live. This this thing, mental health, is a, is a big deal. Like, I mean, like people dealing with distressing anxiety is a, is a serious situation. Um, you know, I, I was talking to someone this weekend that was just sharing with me about how many people in their unit, uh, the unit that deployed to Iraq, committed suicide? And and uh, uh, that that that's you know it just broke my heart just to think about it. And also, you know, we know that veterans deal with stress, but also e even in the church, we have pastors that are leaving churches at alarming rates. We have pastors that are committing suicide, and uh, this is not the will of God. That's why I can't. I have to. God has called me to teach the grace life. Listen, this is not the will of God for us to be stressed out, taking on this pressure to perform. We have to learn how to enter into God's rest. And so we're looking at these six steps. I'm really stick, still in, in number one, where we've been learning uh, from the life of Jesus. But as we get through this series, it's going to take months, but we're going to get through all of these steps. So let's go and continue where we are for today. Um, we've been studying uh, John chapter, we, well, we looked at John chapter five, then chapter six, chapter eight, chapter 12. We got stuck in chapter 14 for a while. And today we're going to cross over into chapter 15. So I'm going to read for you John 15, verses 1 through 8 from the Message Bible. Let me read this for you, and then we'll get into the word for this morning. You ready? All right, this is what the Bible says. Jesus said, I am the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch in me that doesn't pr produce uh, grapes or fruit. And every branch that is fruit-bearing, he prunes it. He cuts it back so that I can produce even more fruit. 
Now you are already pruned by the message that I have spoken. Now live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but by only being joined to the vine, you can't produce fruit unless you're joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Now, when you are joined with me and me with you, then the relation, the intimate and organic relationship that we have will produce a harvest and the harvest will be abundant. Now, separated or disconnected from me, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood. It's gathered up and is thrown into a bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me, and my words at home with you, then you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how the Father shows who he is when you produce grapes and when you mature as my disciples. So the way that the Father shows who he is in this world is through you, through me. When we produce fruit, when people see us as fruit-bearing Christians. So what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you in this morning. And as I get into these things, this is like, a lot of this is common sense. Uh, but but you know what I've learned over the years that common sense is not that common. So we got to get through this from a, a word of God perspective, see things from God's perspective. And I pray that as we do, that distressing anxiety will fall off of you. That is not the will of God. You ready? Let's get into it. All right. Number one, God wants to produce fruit through you on this planet for his glory. This is very simple, but it's true. God wants to produce fruit through you on this planet for his glory. Remember the definition of, of ministry that I gave you? I said ministry takes place when divine resources meet human needs through a loving channel to the glory of God, right? So God wants to produce fruit on this planet through you for his glory. You have to remember why God placed us on this planet. Now you and I, we are down here so that we can represent up there. That's really, it's really that simple. We're on earth, but we're supposed to represent heaven. And we, the goal is to experience heaven on earth. So you can't forget that. You got to keep that thought on the, in the back of your mind that you are on this planet down here to represent up there. And if you live that way and allow God to flow, then, then heaven will be manifested on the earth. It will be manifested through you. And by doing so, you will bring glory to the father. You are on this planet to glorify his name. It's really that simple. God placed humans on this planet to extend heaven to the earth. And so heaven on earth has always been God's desire. Now, this is important. Let me pause here for a minute. This is not in my notes, but I just feel led to pause here. There are a lot of people, um, and let me just say this. Uh, I'm going to say this, but please don't get offended when I say it. Please listen to my heart. Um, especially within the African-American community. There, there are things that happened uh, in this country uh, there are things that happened really in this region because of slavery. Uh, and as a result, um, the, the African-American community, especially the Christian community, uh, where a lot of us are familiar with, with uh, African-American spirituals and that kind of thing. And so, so because the African-American experience, especially through the season of slavery, uh, was so difficult, then they never saw themselves as prosperous down here in this world. They never saw themselves as ever being victorious down here in this world. As a result, they, they develop what, what is known as the doctrine of escapism. 
So it was like one glad morning when this world is over, I'll fly away. I just want to escape this world. So I'll never have a mansion down here, but one day I'm going to have a mansion in heaven. So I'm sending up timber for my mansion in heaven. And they would say things like that. Um, and, 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 and so sl slavery was atrocious and I'm not getting into that, but my point is that that was a concept that unfortunately still lingers on to this day. And so, so when I say heaven on earth, a lot of Christians actually live like, oh man, down here in this world, I'm just going to suffer. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to suffer and I'm going to suffer long. I'm going to develop long suffering down here. I would never have anything down, down here. It's just, this is the things that I have to struggle with and, and just, basically live this miserable life down here, but it's okay because one glad morning, I'm going to go to heaven. That was never the intent. Just to be clear, that was never the intent. The intent was to bring heaven to the earth. So, so it's not for you to just live your life miserable with the focus on one day going to heaven. The intent is for you to live your life focused on bringing heaven to the earth every day, right? So it's not about me going to, he to heaven one day, someday, no, I bring heaven to the earth every day, and the church said amen. So, so look, at the end of the day, that's the mindset. So Adam was supposed to manifest heaven on earth. Adam was supposed to extend heaven to this world, and Adam failed. And because of Adam, we were all born with the inheritance of Adam. Adam introduced into this world Satan's dynamic duo. What is that? Sin and death. So you have sin, you have death, and they were both introduced because of Adam. So when we were born after the, the, the inheritance of Adam, we had sin and death lingering over our heads. And that's the way we were born. But thankfully, Jesus came so we could be born again. So Jesus, who's the last Adam, he came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. So Jesus paid the penalty for sin and he took the sting out of death. So now once we're in Jesus and Jesus is in us, sin and death are not our issue. Sin has no power over me. So you're not free to sin, but you're free from sin, right? So sin, once you're born again, is not your issue. Sin has no power over you. And then death. Jesus took the sting out of death. People say, oh, I'm afraid of flying. No, you're afraid of dying. That's what it is. And you shouldn't be if you're born again, because for us, when you die, you've done, if you're dead in, to self and you're alive in Christ and you've done all the dying that you're going to do. At the end of the day, for us, us, the day that I die is just moving day. I get to move from earth to glory, from time to eternity, from mortal to immortality. So, so now sin is not my issue and death is not my issue. So as a born again believer, I can say this. I'm going to just say it. You agree with it. Jesus is my Lord. I am in him. He is in me. Therefore, sin has no power over me. Now I'm not free to sin. I'm free from sin. I'm, I am going to heaven and I have a peace about it. This means that death has no power over me. I am dead to self and I've done all the dying I'm going to do. So for me, when I die, I just get to get graduated from earth to glory. So when you live this way, when you understand that sin has no power over you, death has no power over you, then, then listen, there's a lot of stuff. The stress of this world, it just falls off of you. I mean, what do you have to stress out about? Sin and death have no power over you. Jesus got you out of everything that Adam got you into. So you were not just born, once you understand that, you were not just born to come to this world, go to a few parties, suck in air, blow out air, high five your neighbor, and then go to heaven. No, <laughs> you were born to extend heaven to this planet. You were, you were born to allow God to live through you. Now, how do you do it? By, by becoming a human conduit of the divine. That's the way that Adam lived before the fall. Adam ne never went to school. He didn't have an education. He, where did he get all the names? He got it from the Holy Spirit. 
He, he just walked with God in the cool of the day and God walked with him. That's the way that Jesus lived while he was on the earth. Jesus had no stress, zero stress. He, Jesus was like, boom, hey, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Okay. He stayed where he was two more days. He was not stressed out about anything. He just did whatever the father told him to do. He, he went, oh, hey, Jesus, we got to pay taxes. <laughs> Are we supposed to pay taxes? Yeah, you got to render unto Caesar what Caesar's. Uh, uh, render unto God what's God's. Where are we going to get the money? God has already provided. Listen, this is what you go do this. And boom, the money was already there. And so he was not stressed over nothing. He just walked with God and allowed God to walk with him. And that's the way that we're supposed to live. We're supposed to walk with God and allow the Father to walk with us and just be at peace with it. And then when you live that way, your job is simply to be connected to the vine, which is what I'm talking about today. You're the branch. He's the vine. If you're connected to the vine, you're good. God is your source. Let me keep going. Number two, Jesus likened us to a branch that is connected to the vine, right? So we are the branch. Jesus is the vine. And the Father is the one who tends to the vine. Or the text says in the Message Bible, uh, the father is the farmer. The King James calls him the husband. So here you have, I'm the branch, Jesus is the vine, and the father is the one that's checking the vine and, and doing some snipping, right? So when I'm, I'm connected to the vine and I discern the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit, right? Now I am living in harmony with God. And, and when, when I'm in harmony with God, then God is free to flow through me. And at the end of the day, I am not making stuff happen. I am allowing the life of God to flow through me through the Holy Spirit. The text is very clear. The branch cannot produce fruit unless it's connected to the vine. The branch can't do anything without the vine. The, all the power, the source, the, the life, the essence is in the vine, not in the branch. But all the branch has to do is remain connected to the vine. There's already life in the vine. Everything that we need is already provided. I told you last week that we're not the manufacturer, we're the distribution center, right? So I'm, I'm not trying to make my, I'm not trying to design my life. I believe that God already made, designed the life of me from the foundations of the world. So I am trying to live in harmony with, in sync with, I'm just submitted to, I'm, I'm flowing in harmony with the Holy Spirit. And so every morning, okay, Father, what do you want to do? Do I have a calendar? Yes. Is it booked? Yeah, it's pretty busy. But 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 I'm just connected to the vine. Okay, there's some things that, hey, the Father will be like, you don't need to do that. I'll take it off the calendar. I cancel that meeting. You know what I'm saying? Or there are things that I go into the meeting, every conversation, all the activity that I engage in, I get on that WebEx, I get on that Zoom call knowing that I'm connected to the vine. God is the source. So I'm not freaking out. I, I got, I'm a distribution center. I am not the manufacturer. So how does this apply to us today? So there are some people that live life on their own terms. That's true, right? Even Christians, there's some people that live life on their own terms. They make their own decisions without God. And, and these are people that are like a branch that's disconnected from the vine. So they feel because they're disconnected from the vine, and they don't understand what I'm teaching, and they don't understand the grace life, they feel like they have to make everything happen by the sweat of their brow. And so they are living, you can even be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and not listen to the Holy Spirit. So they are living their life on their own terms, and they are trying to live their life based on their power, their ability, their strength, their intellect, their education, their experience, their relationships, and, and their money. And so we were not designed to live that way. To be clear, we were not designed to live disconnected from the vine. But there are some people, even Christians, that 
that try to basically just make like whatever. They go, hey, I'm going to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm going to go get her and I'm going to go get it. And so, okay, cool. Now they're filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're selfish. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're pursuing their own desires. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, but they don't even ask God for things. They don't even come to God until things go crazy, until things go haywire. When their body breaks down or someone else gets sick, oh God, why'd you let this happen? When, when they have more month than money, <laughs> oh God, why'd you let this happen? No, no, they, they only come to God when things go crazy. And so, so at the end of the day, and what's crazy about it is they think they're living the Christian life. They go to church Sunday after Sunday, maybe Wednesday night after Wednesday night. They sing songs. They know all the songs. They think they're living a Christian life, but their life is not about God. It's like God has part of their life, but God is not their life. And so it's hard for these people. Life is hard. You know why life is hard for these people? Because they're disconnected from the vine. They're trying to make life happen on their own terms. Now, conversely, if you're watching this, I hope that you fit into this category. There's some people that, that say, you know what? Jesus is my life. He's not a part of my life. He is my life. And so, so I am, I'm a branch. He's the vine. And apart from him, I can do nothing. So there's some people like me, and I hope like you, that know that they can't make things happen. They're not striving to make things happen because they believe that God already made things happen from the foundations of the world. As a result, people like us, we seek God first. We, we want to find out, we get counsel from the Holy Spirit. If we feel a check in our spirit, we're not going. If I don't have a piece about it, it ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? If I have a piece about it, okay, let's go. And so, so we allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us. We only want to do those things that we sense the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. We only want to say those things that we believe the Holy Spirit is leading us to say. And because we are living the life of grace, it's the grace life. We're connected to the, to the vine, then the life that's already in the vine gets to flow through us. And all we have to do is remain connected. We're connected. And God is our source. Say amen to that. All right. Uh, number three, pruning is, is, uh, is painful, but it's part of the process. Let me say that again. Pruning is painful, but it's part of the process. I'm probably going to talk a little bit more about pruning later, but let me just say this for today about pruning. No vine can reach its max potential without pruning. Now, pruning doesn't feel good, but, but it's necessary. Now, God loves us enough to prune us so that we can produce max fruit. Now, it seems counterintuitive, but if you look at the text, the Father doesn't prune all the branches. There's some branches that don't produce fruit, and those branches, the text says, get cut off. But the ones that are producing fruit get cut on. <laughs> Let me say that again. There's some branches that don't produce fruit, and the text says those get cut off. But the ones that do produce fruit, those get cut on. Those get snipped away at. Those get pruned. Why? The text says, so they can produce more fruit. See, see, God loves you enough to prune you. God loves you enough to, to, to work on your character. I've told you this before. You can't become the man, that woman that God has called you to be, and God use you in a mighty way if you have flawed character. So your character must be developed to the point where you can carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. And so, yeah, there's some things. This is why that, you know, we're supposed to live free from sin. This is why we're supposed to become human conduits of the divine. Yeah, this is why the Bible says, matter of fact, do not let your good be evil spoken of. If there's even the very appearance of evil, you shouldn't be doing it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, you represent me. And so, so you should live your life in such a way that you're bringing glory to my name. So these are things that, that the Holy, the Lord 
through the Holy Spirit will snip away at you. He will prune you so that you can produce even more fruit, right? And last, last one for today, number four, a productive and fruitful branch is just an extension of the vine. That's it. When you know that your vine, uh, he's the vine, you're the branch and you're connected to the vine, you're just an extension of him. You are, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You are an extension of Jesus in this world. You are an extension of God on this planet. So you are simply a branch that's connected to the vine. You are a conduit through which the life-producing power of God can flow. Now, you're not making stuff happen. It's the life of God. You're just letting the life of God flow through you, and you're doing this for his glory. The Father is in heaven. You're on the earth, right? Now, God sent us to this planet like this. He was like, I'm up here, you're down here, but I want, I want to influence down there, but I'm going to do it through you. That's why I sent you guys to this planet. So God wants to impact this world. He wants to impact the people of this world and the systems of this world. He wants you to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. He wants to do it. He wants to do it through you. He's divine. You're the branches. You're connected to him, the, his life can flow through you. You, His life is manifested on this planet for his glory, and it will be what he expected, what he decided before the world began, right? So when you know that your life is in his hands, I'm just a branch. I'm connected to the vine. He's my source. He flows through me. Then you have nothing to worry about. You're, why? Because you're not, you're not trying to muster up. Watch this. You're not trying to muster up the faith to get God to move. Oh, I decree. I declare. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to command my morning. I'm going to get God to move. God, you have to do this. God, I'm not trying to muster up the faith to get God to move. God already moved. God already provided. God already has plans for me from the foundations of the world. My faith simply taps into his grace for his flow to come to me and through me. I'm not trying to get God to move. I know God already moved. And so, so my faith is not to get God to move. My faith is to receive what God has already provided. So I'm not, I'm not stressed out. The branch is, is just connected to the vine. I have nothing to worry about. All the life is in the, in the vine. All the source is in the vine. The provision is already in the vine. I'm not trying to make him move. He already moved. The life is already there. All I have to do is remain connected and know that I am an extension of God in this world. So get ready to be God's representative on this planet today and this week. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, you are the vine. I am a branch. As a branch, I cannot do anything without you. The only power in a branch <laughs> is the power that comes from the vine. So apart from you, I am lifeless and useless. However, connected to you, I can do all things. You are the vine that produces divine life in me and through me. I am not the source, but I am a conduit of it. So I surrender myself to you. I allow you to flow through me. I will provide you the mouth to talk, the legs to walk, and the hands to touch in this world, and you provide me the words, the wisdom, the direction, and the power. It is your will that I produce much fruit. To do so 
I have to be pruned from time to time. The pruning process may be painful, but I know it's necessary. So Father, I say to you, please prune me as you see fit. I want you to cut away the things in me that are not healthy so that I can be thriving and life producing. You want to impact this world through me. And by faith, I declare that you do. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Tomorrow we're going to have another word. So apply this today. Get this down in your heart today. God is the vine. You are the branches. You have nothing to stress about. If you want my notes, go to today's word. You get my notes for free. Todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. Two things. Go into the chat right now. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I'd like to read those and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. This is a message people need to hear. Let's set the tone for the whole week. Stop stressing. You're connected to the source. God has great plans for you. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.